Alright, baby. Pod is back. We dropped some extra baggage, dropped off some weight, and just kept the core group. I'm here with my boy Shane. Shane, how you doing, buddy? Doing good, doing good. Ramon Hari, sorry I didn't make the cut, guys. You know, um, I think they're too into golf gambling to really worry about, you know, discussing NBA inch offseason intricacies like the draft and the Anthony Davis trade and the free agency. So that's what I want to hit on with you. Um, let's start with, you know, the most obvious thing that's happening in the league right now, which is the Anthony Davis trade. What was your thoughts, reactions, um, you know, just opinion when you saw that come across your, your Twitter feed? Yeah. Um, this is going to be kind of lame and boring, but it's good for both teams. Like the Lakers had to do it. Like they just, they simply didn't have a choice. Um, LeBron backed them in a corner, but they, you know, I'm sure when they signed LeBron, they knew that they were going to make one more big run at it. Um, and then the Pelicans just got fucking loaded with picks. So they, the Lakers definitely did not need to give up as much as they did for AD. Like, you can't tell me the Pelicans don't do that trade without, like, the, la- the 20, 24, 25 pick. Um, so I think all in all, like, it's not very hot takey, but both teams kind of came out pretty well on the, on the trade, I thought. Yeah, it's interesting. So we were talking about this um, at work today. Shout out to the NBA. Um, oh, jeez. Like, I think my only point is that this is the most amount of picks that have ever been traded for a single player. And what I mean by that is, obviously, the, the comparison is the Nets-Celtics trade. Oh, we got, we, got, we got little puppers in the background? Yeah, he's, he's like it. shutting he's, it down. He's, he's locking him down. Yeah. He's excited no, he's about the podcast. He's excited about the podcast. He knows he knows that this take is right and your take sucked. He's like, yo, give me more, <laughs> give me more. Um, my only thing is, like, you're right. It, it, it just comes down to the quantity of picks. Um, when you compare it to the Celtics-Nets one, the Celtics-Nets trade was three first-round picks and then one pick swap. And for all – from everything I understand, this is three – pick no yeah three picks and two swaps so essentially an extra swap but i think what some things that some people are forgetting is like also one of those picks is a known entity as a top five pick and that wasn't the case in the celtics nets trade and so that to me just like the price just seems so extreme because the other thing on that comparison is the player that went across was fucking gerald wallace like who they just waved and we're like, okay, like we're done with him. And so I'm just confused as to like, I think the price that the Pelicans or excuse me, the Lakers paid was a lot more, obviously getting a better player out of it. But I don't know. I just felt like you could have gotten away with giving two out of three of those players and like, let's say dropped a pick swap and still gotten away with the trade. And that's what smart GMs do. But again, they don't have a smart GM. No, they have a, a, ch- a 12-year-old running their team that just lies about Heath Ledger and said, man, that story was good. Um, is this where I bring up the conspiracy that the NBA kind of put this in motion by bumping the Lakers up to the top four pick and then giving New Orleans Zion, knowing that New Orleans had to trade AD and it just made the league look shitty? Is, that, is this the time when I do that? Uh, here's the thing. I'm not allowed to talk about NBA conspiracies because they don't exist. And I just like... I think people are forgetting that like every lottery, something crazy happens in terms of movement. 
and like we just like to react to when it happens to like big market teams and like no one's talking about Memphis going to like the number two pick and like there should be like outrage like oh my god if we're gonna if we're gonna like fault the Lakers or, or like throw shade at the Lakers for moving up like let's not forget that like they moved up third least out of like all of the other teams that did move up so I, I, I didn't really... ask for your rationality to my conspiracy theory, and I don't appreciate okay. it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is like, let's all not forget that like there are other teams that made significant jumps in the lottery, and there are other teams that got hosed by the lottery. So um... fair. Let me also say, four weeks ago, before you worked for the NBA, I feel like we would have fleshed this out a little bit. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you, you know, you're not wrong. You were, were on the record, <laughs> and I'm just saying they don't exist. Let's move on to the actual draft <laughs> itself because that is what I'm here to talk about. I'm excited. It's on Thursday. I sent you that crazy list, which got sent to me again by a, a colleague of mine that just like opened my eyes to the possibilities in this draft. But I want us each to pick a couple teams that we find interesting or in an interesting position um, that you think could either make some noise from a trade standpoint or just, like, go and get a player that you feel is like, wow, that is, like, a great, great fit or a great, great pick. I'll let you go first because we know what you're going to do with this. Oh, I'm going straight to Atlanta. Um, at 8, at I, 10, at both? So, okay. So, at all of them. And, and here's – let's get into the Atlanta-Dallas trade from last year. So, Atlanta fucked that up. Let's – they – as good as Trey Young was last year, to trade for a second pick in a draft that everyone knew was going to be bad, yes, they you know kind of gave them some ch- they gave themselves another shot at a top three pick with the Dallas and the odds being different. Da 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 da. But they didn't end up with it. But, and, but it didn't so work. Now it did not work. And so now for them to want a package to move up you're losing the value that you gained by trading Luca. And, and so now uh, it's just, I, that was such a bad trade, first of all, but now, okay. So now they have eight, 10, 17. And every rumor in the book is that they're going to try to trade up to probably either four or five to get one of like Culver or Deandre Hunter or whoever. The fact is, trading up is just not a good idea in this draft. It's a two, maybe three-person draft if you really like R.J. Barrett. And I just don't think, like, Cam Reddish has been mocked to Atlanta for the last six weeks. You cannot convince me that Jarrett Colbert, who got absolutely shut down in the NCAA Finals by DeAndre Hunter, cannot convince me that he is multitudes better than Cam Reddish and Cam Reddish's potential. Cam Reddish is a perfect – I think he's a really good fit in Atlanta. He doesn't have to be kind of Mr. Everything. He just kind of has to play defense and spot up and shoot threes. Um, so that's – I hope they just take a bunch of shots. That kind of goes back to our mock draft pod. But that's what I'm rooting for Atlanta to do is just take a bunch of shots and, you know, kind of see what happens. And they have 8, 10, and, and 17. So – maybe take one big out of there and just throw a bunch of darts on the wall for wings and see what sticks. I mean, they did their last three picks have been Trey Young, Kevin Herter, and John Collins. So when they have picked, they've picked well. I'll say that. Yeah, that's true. And I think that last part is super important because when they've had a crack at it, to your point exactly, like they've gotten, they've done a good job. And so I don't know if it's luck. I don't know if it's 
um, you know, good scouting. Which is even more of a reason to keep your three to keep your three top seventeen picks. But everything, I mean, you you read anything, and it's the Hawks are going to trade up, and I just I I just don't feel like that's the best option. I you got to trust Schlenk a little bit more and see what he can kind of pull off at eight, ten, and, and seventeen. But I'm seeing or I've read now that they're being that they're kind of in the hunt for that uh, Sekou Dumboya guy. And so, I mean, oh, yeah. him and Reddish at 8 and 10 would be beautiful. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, like, I don't really care what Atlanta does because they're still, like, a few years away from being relevant. But, like, you know, they're your team. They're your city. I hope you are excited, I guess. I'm really But intrigued. they have a good core. They do. Well, okay. Yes and no. They have good players. I'm not so sure yet that, like, that is an established core. And I think that's something that's, like, worth pointing out is, like, are you excited because you finally have good players and, like, your ceiling could be, like, the Utah Jazz or, you know, the Denver Nuggets without Jokic, who's a superstar? Or are you going to end up as, like, the Phoenix Suns? Not to say, like, you're run that poorly, but, like, I don't know. I'm just not so sure yet that, like, you have three of the best four or five guys on a championship team. Fair. Let's talk um, about Dallas. No, I don't want to talk about Dallas because uh, <laughs> we're talking about the draft, and there is no draft for us because we drafted well last there you year. Go. Um, I'm really intrigued by Phoenix because they are a terribly run franchise who has not been – exactly um what's the right word like picking the right players that fit next to each other because they've always just had really good picks and so they just go get the best guy which okay fine understood like you know for some amount of years you can do that but like at some point you need to start establishing a roster so the two questions i really am curious about going into this draft are one do they give up on josh jackson who for all intents and purposes, looks like he's going to flame out. And between his disciplinary issues, his lack of shooting, and his, like, inability to, like, play smart defense um, with the hopes that he was going to be a shutdown defender, like, do you give up on him? Does he get a change of scenery? If so, who takes him? Um, I don't really know what the answer is there. But the second part of this is I really think there's only one guy that they can reasonably have a crack at um, that fits their roster well. And that's Kobe White. Because they need a freaking point guard. Like, this Devin Booker point guard experiment is done. Like, DeAndre Ayton needs someone to get him the ball. Like, they have decent guys. They just, like, have no one to bring it all together. And so I just want to see, like, is this the draft where they finally start drafting for position a little bit versus, like, let's say Cam Reddish is there at six and he's, like, this high potential guy. Like, I think is it, it's probably fair for you and me to say if Cam Reddish goes to Phoenix, he probably doesn't end up as good of a player as he would if he ended up in, like, let's say, Atlanta, for example. 100%. And, 100%. And, and so, like, are they going to do this thing where they just, like, take a flyer on Cam Reddish or, like, Sequoia Demboya or this Georgian guy who's, like, making his way up oh, to Brandon Clark, like – you know, or are you just going to be smart and get a point guard? Even if it's Darius Garland, like, fine. Okay, you're going to get a score for his point guard. It takes away a little bit from Devin Booker, but, like, get someone that can handle the freaking ball. So you're not – Devin Booker can't play point? No. 
No, he's so good off the ball. He's so so good off the ball. Like, just and they he do, can they be have clay. So many wings. Yeah, he can be clay. Like I, I don't say that about a lot of people. And like I tip my hat to clay. That guy's a fucking champion. But like, oh my gosh, just from like a shooting skills standpoint, Devin Booker has shown he has an incredible ability to work off the ball and just let him do that. Do they uh, have a general manager right now? Yeah, James Jones. Thought he got. Oh man, that franchise is such a disaster. It's hilarious. And they just fired their coach, who then went and became an assistant at Sacramento, I believe. Yep, that's correct. Um, and I don't. Who did they bring in? Are they still looking? Oh, Money oh, Williams. That's right. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's right. Put the Suns job over the Lakers. <laughs> oh, yeah. the Lakers are so funny. Okay. All right. Second team for you. Yeah. So I uh, let's go. Let's go the Knicks here because the Knicks hey, they have two two match slots. Katie tears his ACL. No Achilles. They're same thing. Katie tears something. The other guy tore the other thing. Um, and so now their, their total off season is changed by that trade. They have a ton of bad young assets. Um, so what the hell, and, and this is kind of draft and free agency. Do you just take RJ Barrett and kind of figure out the rest of the stuff later? Cause RJ Barrett can fit with, I mean, if they do end up getting free agents, which now you're really not hearing anyone kind of, yeah. um, projected to go there. All the dudes that yeah. they were going to get are now going to Brooklyn. Um, or so like Kemba you, to LA or stays in Charlotte. Like Exactly. So do you just, I mean, do you just take RJ Barrett and live with that from there? Or, or I mean, do you trade back to a pick like, I wouldn't do this, but you know, if Atlanta's trying to move up, do you get more shots and more assets? Um, I, that's something that's interesting to me because it does seem like just the, the sentiment in New York is take R.J. Barrett. He's the third guy. But I don't know if that's necessarily true about the, you know, this draft. Yeah, I – so when we did the mock draft, I did a crazy thing. and I took Kobe White because I said he would be a better fit next to um, some of the free agents that I thought they were going to be able to get. Now that the landscape has changed, I think you go Barrett. You go Barrett or you go Culver. And I think those are the two guys that have a good amount of potential that they probably, you know, they'll have a a chance at drafting. So give me one of those two guys. Let them develop. Um, I think Kevin Knox needs someone next to him to, like, create. So, like, R.J. Barrett kind of works there. Um, You know, they, they, they have a few more, like, cracks that maybe trying to make um dsj or, or frankie smokes work out at point guard so no nope. i think you just yeah fair maybe not uh i think you take <laughs> i think you take barrett and free agency becomes a whole nother animal but like at the end of the day barrett is also still an asset in free agency if it comes to needing to trade anything so that that's what i would say is like you need to get the guy that, that has has the highest potential i think that's a good point too because they rj barrett before the season starts probably has more value than if they were to kind of yes. lean or, or, you know, take Kobe white at three. So I, I think that's a good point. Just, and 
this will get into the free agency stuff, but yeah, the the total off season shifted when he when K D went down went down. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's my only thing. Is like you need an asset. RJ Barrett would be the best asset available up until the start of the season. Um, so that if somebody by somehow or some miracle something pops up for you to be able to make a move, um, to get someone, uh, you can do that. But who knows whether or not that'll actually happen. Um, all right, so let's move to free agency. Um, let's, okay, I think we have to start with the Lakers. What, what are you going to do there? Well, no one knows because no one knows the date that the trade is going to go through. This, yes. the, the this day the that the trade thing. goes through is the most interesting aspect of this trade. Because yes. I was reading something and the person literally wrote like, there's a, let's say a decent to good chance that Palenka was not aware of this when they made the trade and that David Griffin does this. And then when Palenka figures it out, goes back and goes, I want another piece if you're going to make me do this trade on July 6th, which I just want that to be the case because more Palenka stories, it's just good reading, yeah, good, good content. They're good. they're good for you. Yeah. And, you know, he'll make up something 10 years from now that, you know, whatever. Um, but the date of the trade and, and all the variance that lies within even the, the AD trade bonus, there's a chance that they either yeah. have 23 million, 27 million, or 32 million. If they have 23, they're screwed filling out a roster. If they have 27, a little bit of breathing room. If they have 33, the, the question then shifts to, do you go one max guy and then I start at point guard? Or do you bring in the Patrick Beverly's, the Danny Green's, the Kentavious Caldwell Pope's, the Terrence Rosses of the world? The date of the trade is amazing, and I'd be willing – like, if I went on record right now, I'd be willing to bet that the Pelicans get, like, another pick, which is just insane, to yeah. do the trade on the 30th. Because the Pelicans aren't signing any free agents, so it's really not as um, vital for them to move the trade up. The only thing is, like, they're not even going to get their fourth pick to play with them in summer league now. Yeah. Like, that's insane. Yeah, I, I, I'm intrigued by that because, a, selfishly, I'm going to summer league. Um, like, I hope that they figure this out before then. Let's put it that way. But but um, who's who's they? Because the earliest the trade gets done is July sixth. So summer league starts right, July fifth. Because there's a league moratorium on transactions, right? And so like, I get that. I. I imagine there's a world where they could file for an exception and like do it on the fourth and the league says yes. And because like, you know, the summer, like summer league is a product for the league and you want that to be a is good that, product. Is this insider I, information? Are you the one handling that? No, I am not handling okay. any of this. Just, okay. I, I, I just think, you do work for the NBA. I think they could, I think they could maybe make that happen. Let's put it that way. Um, I, I just want to say one thing to add to what you said, which is they can't find another max guy. You got to fill it with spots. And like, I have been playing around in like my little free agency projected cap calculator. And there's some interesting things they could do. Like, honest to God, if you told like, just to list off some guys that I am curious to see 
um, and maybe get your opinion on it as well. Like guys that I have my eye on, JJ Redick, Paul Millsap, Trevor Ariza, Danny Green, um, Kenneth Fareed, who people forget is only 30 and has only been in the league eight years. Um, there's a couple other ones that I was intrigued by, like Terrence Ross, if you really wanted to get cheap with it. Um, if you wanted to spend a little bit more money, Malcolm Brogdon is a restricted free agent. Like They're not going to be able to afford Brogdon. Brogdon would be all of their – Brogdon's going to get four years, $80 million. That's what I – yeah, I agree. I, I agree that he'll probably – yeah, eat into that a good amount. But even then, like Wesley Matthews could be interesting. So I'm just curious. So the ones that have been thrown around a lot, I feel like are JJ Reddick, Danny Green. What what kind of contract number do you think they take up for their just their next season? Or or in general, what kind of contract do you think they get? And my second question is how out are you on Trevor Reza? Because I am obsessed with this idea that they could land Trevor Reza. Oh, I'm yeah. I would. I'd rather have Terrence Ross than Trevor Ariza. What? Why? Yeah, I think Ariza was in the learned... finals for Houston, like two years ago, giving the Warriors fits. They need shooting. They learned he that this shoot. year. Can he still? Do we know that? So the, the best you, fit did... for them is Trevor is Patrick Beverly. Yeah, if you go three years, 30 mil for Patrick Beverly, boom, lock it in. That is the exact kind of deal that they, that they need to do. Patrick Beverly, the last four years, 40%, 38%, 40%, 40% from three. That is their – they should be July 1 – July 1? or No, June 30th at 6 p.m. On the phone with him. They're probably on the phone with him now. Um but that would be kind of priority number one. I just think that that fit is perfect um, if they don't go the match route. But also keep in mind, it's still Palenka, Jenny Buss, and the Lakers. Yeah. They spent their yeah. money, instead You're of spending right. their money on Brooke Lopez, they spent their money on Michael Beasley and uh, Lance Stevenson. So we are counting on this on the team. Books? Who knows, man? Who knows? I don't even think Palenka knows at this point. You're counting on this group of individuals to not only make the smart decision, because I think I agree with you of going, like filling out the roster. I think we saw the benefits of that in the latest NBA Finals. Um, You're not only trusting them to, one, make that decision, but then, two, nail the two to three guys that they want to, that, that fit seamlessly into their system, which is a brand new system on their third choice as coach. Like, there are so many variables in this. And by counting on Palenka to get this right, you are giving him a lot of uh, confidence that he has done nothing to deserve. So I almost think that the safer route – now, again, this is if they can get to July 30th. I think Jimmy Butler is like their – I just don't think Kyrie is like an actual option. And I think Kyrie to Brooklyn might like already be done. Um, I think Jimmy Butler is a really good fit with LeBron and AD. Um, he obviously is kind of a pain in the ass, but that'll be, that won't be as bad being on a team with LeBron because he's not a one guy. And then he can kind of, I mean, shit, uh, Philly played him as their backup point guard. So he can play point guard in the playoffs. And that's even, and that's when LeBron's not handling the ball. So if they go max, I think they go Jimmy Butler. If they go 
you know, role players fill out the roster, Patrick Beverly. I think, I, I mean, JJ Reddick still going to get 12 to, I guess around 12. So, I mean, you might only be able to get two guys and they have no guards on their team. Sorry, my rant over. I went, I went deep on the Lakers, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, I want to move on from the Lakers. The last thing is I forgot. Uh, yes, Bulldog is still on the, still on the books because they strapped him. They they stretched him. Excuse me. And his cap hit is four point nine nine million. Jesus Christ. Um. All right, moving That's on. Amazing. My team of interest come to Papa the Dallas freaking Mavericks. Oh my God. Shane, Go get them. I am so excited for this offseason. There are just some things that I want us to do. So freaking bad, and I hope that we pull off some of them. Okay, hear me out. We're going to strike out on all the big-name free agents. That's understood. We're not going to get Kyrie. We're not going to get Kawhi. We're not going to get even, like, I don't think we'll get, like, a Kemba. There were some murmurs of him out there, um, which is fine. I'm okay with that. I'm 100% okay with that. I would like, with our $45 million in cap space, which I believe we can have if, um, I think, Dwight Powell – we signed him to a separate extension and Dorian Finney-Smith maybe or someone else uh, that has like, <coughs> excuse me, that has a player option going into next year. Um, so here's what I want to do with $45 million in cap space. I okay. would like three out of the four or even in an ideal world, four out of the five of Tobias Harris, Pat Beverly, Boyan Bogdanovich, and then one of, if possible, Danny Green or J.J. Redick. Do you think that could happen? Hear me out. Say those names. Say those names again. Tobias Harris, Bogdanovich, Beverly, Green, or Redick. So either or between those guys. Really swinging for the fences. I like it. Just like it would. Just imagine you're next to Luca. Chris, like, if we rolled out a starting lineup of Pat Beverly, Bogdanovich, Luca, Porzingis, and Tobias Harris, oh, oh my God, what beautiful basketball there would be to have. Like, Tobias is misused in Philly. I don't think there's any doubt, like, about that. And under Rick Carlisle's system, I think he could do a great job. We still have, like, Dwight Powell coming off the bench. Tim Hardaway Jr. could maybe slide in as a starter or a six-man. Uh, we still have Courtney Lee, who, like, I think can be okay. Jalen Brunson, like, oh, my God, please. There's so many, like, tier two, tier three guys that, like, if you just convince yourself, which I think you can, that Luca and Porzingis can be a one-two on a championship team as long as they have a good supporting cast around them, like, there is a chance to really fill out this roster well with allowing yourself for flexibility by getting, like, the greens and the reddicks on those short deals, but also, like, putting in a little bit of an investment in like a Bogdanovich or a Tobias Harris. What are your thoughts? So that was my question for you. Are you doing, so you're doing longer, maybe four year deals for the Bogdanoviches and Tobias Harris's, but then shorter deals like two years for JJ or Beverly. Is that my understanding? Yeah, exactly. that right? that, that's exactly. That, right. This, so this is the thing. I think your your Patrick Beverly and your JJ Reddicks are gonna end up getting overpaid because every team in the league just about has cap space and needs also again back to the NBA Finals the the trend right now is let's fill out the roster with a bunch of guys that can like dribble pass and shoot 
And so the value of Patrick Beverly and the value of J.J. Redick and the value of Bogdanovich, the value of Danny Green, we'll, you, you're, you're having to pay a premium for those guys. So it's, it's going to be a problem with you trying to get three of them or the Lakers trying to get three. Or, you know, these people's values, I feel like, are going to be shot up by the amount of teams that have cap space. And so you could see Beverly, instead of going three for 30, he gets two for 30. Like, I really do think that's a possibility, especially because it's a crapshoot next year right now. And so, you know, there are, what, six teams in the West that could realistically go into the West next year and with the, the potential coming out of the, the West. I mean, probably not as many in the East, but you have 10 teams that are looking to be in the finals next year all of which probably have some amount of cap space. I think it's going to drive the value of these guys up. This for you, it's, it's, this is just going to be so interesting. And it is. June, June 30th is going to be awesome. I cannot wait. It's going to be insanity. Woj Twitter bombs are going to be off the hook. I'm so excited. And I have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah, I agree. I have no idea. I hear your point on the on a lot of a lot of guys trying to win now thing. I'll say like the only really destinations that I I think are competing in terms of cap space with someone like the Mavs really are like the Lakers, sneakily like the Jazz, and then like the Brooklyn Nets and mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean like I I think it's there. You're right. There's a lot of opportunities out there, and all it takes is one to really set the market. But I'm just hoping Dallas can make some smart moves and give me like two guys on long-term deals and two guys on short-term deals to like use that, you know, 47 million in cap space that we have. Um, who else? Just who so else? Dallas's uh, long-term okay. play is Giannis in two years, right? That's why they drafted his brother. Are we all on the same page there? Uh, I think that was the play. Um, I'm not so sure that still is, but TBD. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it next year. I haven't really thought about that. And I would just, I would lose my mind. I would lose my freaking mind if that happened. <laughs> uh, All international. Else? Give me, exactly. That's what we really want. Um, who else? Is there anyone else that catches your eye in terms of, you know, potential interesting free agent destinations? Like what's Brooklyn? So, I think th- so well, it sounds like Brooklyn's just going to sign. I mean, if you're KD, do you, I mean, yeah. you're getting, yeah. you're, let's, you're getting yeah. the four-year max. So it, it really, I mean, let's, the utilities really doesn't change anything. Um, and all, all directions are pointing towards him leaving. Is there any part of the injury that makes it more likely to stay? Like, that's what people have been saying, but I don't really understand no. why. No. It doesn't. Yeah. I could see – I don't really understand. So the net this whole season, culture, 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 we – we got all these good guys. The team loved each other. And then they bring in not yeah. the biggest culture yeah. guy, Kyrie. I don't yeah. understand that. No. Neither do I. Are you just out Neither on that? Or I just do they don't... know? Or is KD, is, is Kyrie the chip to get KD? I think it was. I think it was. I don't know if it still is. Because they made that trade before KD got hurt. So let's point that out first. Um, the second, but again, what, in what difference does the injury make? You're right. But like, I think KD prioritizes his health 
a little bit. Um, I don't really know what that means, like, but just not knowing a lot about like <laughs> the coaching staff and like the Nets' ability to treat injuries, like I just think that's really important to KD. Now, maybe it's not. Maybe he has his own fucking plethora of doctors that'll take care of him no matter what. So he's um, going to Toronto. Is that what you're saying? I don't know. You're right. Maybe you should go to Toronto. That would be wild. Um, I don't know what the Nets are doing. I don't. I think like their plan is to sign Kyrie, but. I kind of wish they had run back the team they had and just like gotten better, like, and tried to sign another, you know, like a Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Butler is a tough one, but never mind. I guess you're right. I guess they should sign KD now that I think about it. Why not? Well, you're yeah, right. you should, they should definitely sign KD because they're still, I mean, you can deal, well, you can deal with Kyrie for a year, I guess, knowing that KD is going to be there, but I, I don't know. I, I, I'm a D'Angelo Russell fan, so is Kyrie yeah, – I mean, Kyrie's, what, 15% better than D'Angelo Russell, 20% better, but also brings along hella baggage that you have to deal with now on a, on a uh, franchise that has placed such an emphasis on culture in the last few years. I, I'm really interested to see if Kyrie ends up being that KD piece I wouldn't be surprised if that's what it is. The other, the other team that I thought that I think is really interesting is Philly. And this goes back to yeah. a podcast that we did months ago where I brought the idea Elton Brand might suck at his job. They no, went that, all in yeah. on this year. Tell me where they else were, you heard that before I said that. You're right. But, like, man, the shot that they lost on was ridiculous. Like, but no, like, no, that was to go. It was tied. So everyone says like, oh, the whole, the whole cha- story changes. There's that shot two. Doesn't go there's, in. They go out there's overtime, two. and we'll see what happens. There's, there's two shots though, right? That's one. But rewind to game four. Philly's up two one. They're in Philly, and quiet that step back three over Embiid to put them up one or two, and they go on to close out that game. Like, there were two moments in that series where it's like, holy cow, quiet, ridiculous shots to push them past, which, hey, that's what great players do. Um, but I, I'm in the camp that Philly was damn close, but you know what? They didn't need a trade for Tobias Harris. No, they did not. And, and that's what's going to end up happening, is they're going to come out of this offseason with maybe one of those guys, which means they yeah. traded that entire package for both of them for one of those free agents and three months of the other guy. And I think when you look at Covington, Sarich, Picks, Shamit, all these guys, like Philly's play should have been long-term, not short-term. And Embiid, like, you have to, like, Embiid's what, 25, 24, 25 years old? Simmons is 22? Like, I just don't understand. And I did it four months ago when they made these trades, and I said it then. I didn't understand the all-in this year and let's lose future value, and now it's going to come back and bite them in the ass. Yeah, you're right. And especially because, you you know, if Kawhi goes west, you want to try and keep those assets because next year is the year. So you're right. That They're one that I think, you know, they're probably kicking themselves for that Tobias trade. Um, I'm okay with the Jimmy trade. I am. Like the Sarich and Covington for – Jimmy Butler, you weren't going to be able to pay Sarge and Covington both long-term. Like, that's fine. I'm okay with that one. 
but it's that Tobias trade and giving up those picks that I think are really, really, really tough. Absolutely. Um, all right. I have one last thing to ask, and then we can uh, we can move on and get a, get ready for this draft on Thursday. What are the what does the Warriors team look like next year? Well, they have no money, right? Pretty much. They have assuming they sign Clay and KD. Really, Clay or like Clay and or KD. Either way, they have no money. Yeah. Um, yeah. Either way. So let's 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 go with kind of what the the stock answer is. Let's say they sign Clay to a max and KD leaves. They don't have any more money because KD leaves, and so they go into next season with. And I was Low and Arnavis are talking about this. They do have Steph in like a me against the world and Draymond in a contract year, which the timing really worked out well for them coming with Draymond on the contract year when they need him the most. So that's, they at least have that. But then who do they fill out the roster with? They don't have anybody else, nor do they have the money to go after people. Looney's a free agent. Uh, Boogie yep. needs to just go, I, I forget who said it, but Boogie needs to go to a shit team and average 20 and 10. Um, I have no idea what they do. I mean, are they going to be like the seventh seed next year? Are they going to are they going to be fighting for a playoff spot? Maybe, maybe. I mean, you're right. I don't know what they do. I, I like you from the beginning of the season until March or April when Clay, in theory, comes back. And you know, obviously, we all hope that he looks um, as good as he did in that game six. Man, I'm freaking bummed when he went down. But um, yeah, I think they're a six, seven, eight seed. We were talking about this. Um, I was talking about this with another group. So who of the Western Conference got teams that made it do you think drops out? Uh, um... Because because the Lakers didn't make it. Um, the Mavs are going to be better, um, just given the fact they have Chris Rapps, now whether or not you think they're a playoff team is a different question. Um but who – I'll give you the – just to refresh your memory, I'll give you one through eight. Um, I'm looking was, at it right now, yeah. Okay. There you go. Um, yeah, so right, Does, Warriors, Clippers played, Spurs, Nuggets played, Thunder, Blazers played, and Jazz, Rockets played. So this, are the Spurs a contender? Is OKC a contender to not be good? Like if Russell Westbrook just continues this downwards trend, they just have yeah, – you know, but Paul George had that Steven shoulder. Stephen Adams and Paul George. No, Paul George had that shoulder injury. Like he was on a tear leading up to them. They're they're gonna they're gonna make the playoffs. Like let's not let's not kid ourselves here. So the Spurs maybe. Okay, so let's say fine. When's let's the last time Spurs. that happened? Right, that's like you're banking on something that's happened twenty years or whatever. Um, the Clippers could, unless they get Kawhi. But, like, you have all, like, it's just crazy because you think the Western, excuse me, the the Lakers make it. And for all intents and purposes, let's say Kawhi stays and the Clippers are the, the odd men out. Um, yeah. But then you still have this, like, these series of teams in the West that are going to be trying 
to make the playoffs, a la the Sacramento Kings, the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Dallas Mavericks. Um, you know, I think the Pelicans are obviously going to take it easy. The Suns take it easy. The Grizzlies take it easy. But, like, those are four teams of which arguably each of them has a better player if the Clippers don't get anything in free agency or the Spurs don't get anything in free agency. It's they're, They just have no flexibility. And yeah. even just pulling up now, like, what free agents should they go after? The first article I found – so they should go after Vince Carter and Jamal Crawford. Like, if that's who you're go- – Vince Carter, still in the league, oh my 74 God. years old. Yeah. Uh, and Jamal, Jamal Crawford. Crawford. Still, still getting buckets, though. Yeah, they'll get buckets. Um, and will yeah, I'm, forever. I, I'm worried about that team. And I, I, you know, I obviously love the way they play. I'm a big Steph fan. But I am worried about that team um, because – it's tough, man. They, they, you just feel. I feel terrible for them, but it's just unfortunate the way it went down. Um, but I hope they figure out. I will say, smart infrastructure. So, Steph doing the Harden thing for the first four months of the season. It's, I it's am just too much. I am it's just in too on much. that. I am in on that too. It's too much to ask, man. Like, like you want him to be good the following year. I don't think what Harden did this year makes it more likely he has a – what Harden did last year makes it more likely that he has a down season coming up. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't well, know. And they'll, I, they'll probably be out as a seven seed early on, so he'll have another two months to rest anyway. That's true. <laughs> Maybe it's that. Maybe it's that. Um, all right. That's enough for that. What are anything – else you want to you want to shout out to the listeners so i officially the Kawhi thing i hated what he did in san antonio but now every time i hear him talk or i see him on twitter i get i become more certain that he's in on the joke and like the new balance times new roman shirts are fucking hilarious like that's Puma is like the loud new shoe company in the game. And New Balance is rolling out Times New Roman shirts. And I just respect yeah. that so much. Just like really leaning into who you are. And like Kawhi, and Kawhi answering like, oh, where do you go after this game too? And he goes, well, we go back to Toronto. Like I'm pretty sure he's in on the joke now. And like yes. he did the laugh at the parade today. And I yes the Toronto team was really fun to watch. Like they played with such uh like they played with that joy that like Golden State used to play with. And not to say like Golden State like didn't like each other at the end. It was just, they were just out of it. But yeah. Toronto really did play with that at the end. And it was really cool to see. And I kind of want them to stay also because like just no one thought it could happen. Um, and so I, I want to want to say, but I have also read, I read earlier today that, Someone think or people said he could do like a one plus one and almost go the LeBron route, um, nah. which he's got more leverage than ever right now. Now he is coming off an injury, quote unquote, yeah. in San Antonio. So you don't think he would do that? You think he just gets no. his money? No, he gets his money. He, he also did money. turn down money by not staying in San Antonio. Yeah, he's not doing the one plus one. I mean, it's either L.A. or or. Uh, 
LA Clippers or Toronto? Or I mean, do you think someone else could be in that? No, I think it's one of those two. I I don't buy this Lakers buying for Kawhi thing. Um, Neither do I. I think I think it's one of them too. Yeah, that was my last piece. I respect how easy like is it. on the jokes now. I like it. All right, man. Well, this was fun. We're going to be texting a lot when the draft comes around. But for, for sure. now, we are out.